MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, however you're taking us in. We sincerely appreciate it. Gil Alexander, Kelly Midland, live from Bar Canada here at the D. Lovely, beautiful downtown Las Vegas. It's gorgeous. What would you rank downtown Las Vegas up there with? The Miamis and the Los Angeleses of the yeah, world? absolutely. Sure. It's right 100%. in there. It's right in the mix. I got it ranked right in there. Okay, maybe not. Uh, Mike Pritchard joins us. Steve Fezzik still to come. Mike Pritchard joins us now. He actually played the game. First-round draft pick, Atlanta Falcons back in 1991. And, of course, national champion at Colorado, Vison Zone. How you doing, Pritch? This is how y'all? Oh, doing very well. Um, Good. Let me ask you a – can I ask you a, a somewhat uncomfortable question to start? <laughs> sure, why not? Because <laughs> I know you're, I know you're close to Eric Bieniemy, and yesterday yeah. Ben Johnson turned down um, all coaching jobs, including the Washington job, the offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions. He has opted to stay, and so both Washington and Seattle, but specifically in the case of Washington, still looking for a coach. Eric Bieniemy was interviewed. Um, was not the most stellar offensive year for Washington. I think I'm putting it, you know, c- kindly in that way. It wasn't like an outstanding year, but. What do you get the sense of with him now in terms of serious versus non-serious consideration? Do you think it was like a legit consideration with the enemy right now in Washington or not at all? Um, well, Washington, as you know, Gil, has been a mess. And I think they're still cleaning it up. Um, and, you know, you're right. I'm close to Eric. And I think what Eric took over um, was was dysfunction. Um at one point, Sam Howell was a leading passer uh, in the National Football League, but he was also the most sacked uh, quarterback, too. Uh, you're also dealing with a rookie quarterback or a quarterback that doesn't have a lot of experience, and you're trying to implement uh, this system that is quarterback-friendly, uh, right? Um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know what direction Washington wants to go, and I don't know if they even know what direction they want to go in, mm-hmm. uh, to be honest with you. But um I think I think away from Andy Reid, uh, people were questioning the lack of creativity with Kansas City, right? But then Kansas City kind of figures it out. But they got Patrick Mahomes, and uh, they have a lot of continuity on their side. And uh, I think when you leave that situation and you go try to make your own situation or or bring shine to your own situation, uh, that can get difficult at times. And I think that's what Eric ran into. Yeah, it's a fascinating situation, and uh, we'll see what happens in both uh, in both vacancies here moving forward. Yeah. Um, all right, Super Bowl Fifty Eight. Um, I've couched it every day this week by saying it's a fascinating handicap in the one sense that if you just go back a month to Christmas night when both the Niners and the and the Chiefs were on the wrong end of blowouts, that the Niners probably would have been a five or six point favorite still back then on a neutral field. Uh, sure. they're, they're only a one and a half or two point favorite here, two at DraftKings. 
on the other hand, right, so there's that, that the Niners would have been this much bigger favorite a month ago, but a month ago. And then on the other hand, if you do the whole T-chart checkbox thing, the Chiefs get the check in probably every category, coaching, kicking, quarterbacking, uh, tight end, defense, except for, you know, offense versus offense, um, if you took it as a collective. So right. on, on the one hand, advantage Niners with the spread a month ago. On the, on the other hand, recency, advantage Chiefs. What is more important to you of those two things? Experience. Um uh, you know, I, I'm going to throw that in there. I know you didn't mention it, but experience to me, I, I think, uh, really uh, could determine this this game. Uh, one of the things I think betters should take into account, uh, and, and by no means am I like an expert handicap or anything. People are going to cap this game however they want. Um, but, you know, you look at how Kansas City has completely uh, changed and shifted once they got to the postseason. Uh, and it feels like San Francisco is adjusting along the way and they have a lot of adjustments, right? Uh, so I, I think experience, like for instance, like if you use power rankings, you know, everybody thought the Ravens was the best team in the national football league. Hell, they destroyed San Francisco, but then on their home field, Kansas city kind of destroyed them. So where do you go with power rankings too? Right. I, I just, I just separate the seasons, preseason, regular season, obviously now you got postseason, uh, and, and I use experience, uh, uh, to my advantage and who can settle down the quickest uh, out there to execute, right? Uh, because you, you got the top two, top two, three defenses in the National Football League, uh, and yet Kansas City is finding ways to execute offensively. Uh, and then either, whether it's a slow start or not, San Francisco catches up and they're highly explosive. So that, that's where it really gets difficult in terms of the numbers game for me. Uh, to use your show name there. Uh, but I, I, I'm leaning on experience heavily uh, in terms of trying to de determine, okay, who's going to have the advantages, who's going to be able to execute, and who's going to be able to handle the pressure uh, the best. Ah, Pritch, you do that with every show. You throw in the show title and then one of your spiels. Is that what you do? <laughs> I should be. Kind of. Kind yeah, of. Yeah. <laughs> well, so here's the other thing we brought up earlier. Will brought this up, Will Hill. And I think it's yeah. as great a point as any about this, which is to say that, the biggest factor might be so obviously staring us in the face. I think, I think obviously, you know, the stage perhaps being, you know, maybe it's going to take an adjustment period for Purdy versus Mahomes, who like lives there basically, right? Like, I think that's obviously the, you know, the most glaring thing. But the other one is the notion of the AFC versus the NFC. And maybe we haven't harped on this enough this, this year, which is just to say to the Chiefs in the playoffs alone have beaten the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Ravens. Um, those are three top 10 power ranked teams for everybody all year. The Niners best win all year is the Cowboys, you know, the Seahawks, that kind of ilk of team, uh, the Jaguars, they beat as well. Um, but that's we're, we're we're sort of, you know, in that kind of range of football teams, as opposed to what the Chiefs just went through. Could it be? that the Chiefs are just in a conference that was so much better than the NFC to begin with, that that's the easiest handicap of all of this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we knew the AFC was top heavy, um, or actually the NFC was top heavy, if you think about it, and then it was wide open. Uh, and then the more competitive conference, I guess, uh, as, it did, as it played out, was going to be um, the AFC. And then you, you, know, you look at Kansas city and they faltered a little bit because of all these teams. Remember how, how Buffalo was the hottest team in the national football league uh, down the stretch, but then, okay, Kansas city took care of business in Buffalo. Uh, right. And, and it goes back to my point about how the chiefs in this experience and this machine, they know how to adjust during pro season. They know how to get ready. They know how to prepare. Uh, they know what to do. They know the mindset. They're going to come out to Vegas. They're going to know exactly what to do. Whereas, you know, you look at San Francisco, there's some players first time around. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's some experience on that roster, but there's a lot of players that are like, okay, okay. What do we do? What, where do we go? You know, who do we see? Okay. What time do I have to be there? What time do I have to do this? And then, and then you get to game day, right? Uh, you get to the Super Bowl, and it's such a long process before you get into your normal routine. Uh, and that's something that uh, you have to adjust to. And, uh, you see slow starts like, okay, San Francisco, are they going to get off to another slow start uh, in this Super Bowl against that defense, which will be the best defense they face, uh, certainly in the playoffs, as we know. Um, I don't know the 49ers can get off to a slow start. 
uh, and then ask Brock Purdy to yeah. come from behind against those guys and Spagnolo and all that, right? Uh, and then you yeah, yeah. Go, ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't well, I was going to say, then you have the experience of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, how they matriculate uh, in eight clock. Uh, and they've been doing that and executing, whether it's a field goal or a touchdown uh, and capping off drives that way. I, I said what you just said about scoring first on Monday on uh, on our Monday show, which is obviously scoring first matters a lot in any NFL game. I usually say for game seven of hockey postseason series, I just say, oh, whoever scores first, whoever gets the puck in the net first and goes up one nothing like what a massive advantage in a game seven of a, of a hockey playoff series. But I think in this particular football game, having seen what we just saw with the Niners against the Packers and against the Lions, that that particular detail is actually more important than than it ever, you know, it, it is as important as we've ever made it in any one football game, because I do think you're right. I think the Niners cannot expect they did it against Detroit. They escaped. Uh, they did it against Green Bay the year the week before escaping. They can't expect to escape against Mahomes if they fall behind. By the way, though, I will always I, I will actually add the other way too. I'm not sure that if the Chiefs fall behind, and we're talking two scores here. Obviously, anyone right. can make up one score. But if the Chiefs fall behind two scores, I'm not sure they can match the Niners pound for pound at that point either. So I think it's maybe, uh, you know, it's important in every game, but doesn't it feel like it's hugely important in this one? Oh, totally, totally. Um, I, I think the Chiefs would prefer a cage match, like, uh, you know, close to the vest, very physical. Uh, let's get this thing into that final round, or in this case, the fourth quarter, uh, because we have the ultimate competitor. We have the ultimate playmaker. We have a guy who can execute this offense, make the throws when he needs to, whether it's a field goal or a touchdown. We feel very confident about that. Uh, but whereas, you know, if we're the Chiefs, you want to put that pressure on Brock Purdy to see if he can come through with that. Like if you play this game wide open uh, and give the 49ers opportunity after opportunity uh, and they get into a rhythm, then then the pressure's off of Brock Purdy. Right. Uh, and certainly it's off of Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. We know Kyle Shanahan's record late in games. They, yeah. They're one in 30, I think. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so. Yeah, from a from a capping standpoint, I'm factoring that into it, and and I certainly know that Andy Reid and Spags uh, and that defense they understand that too. Uh, when you have the ultimate ultimate weapon competitor, like I mentioned with Patrick Mahomes, you have to feel better about your chances of winning if you can get this game uh, in the fourth quarter. Do not let this thing get out of hand or get away from you, uh, because you do know that all you do need is a few plays, uh, and these guys are capable of making a handful of plays to help you get the job done. Yeah, Shanahan, one in 30, went down seven plus points. The coach of the Niners, right. obviously the one happening against the Packers a couple weeks ago. So uh, sounds like you're on the Chiefs, Pritch, or you want to wait till next week? I'm waiting. I'm All waiting. Right. Okay. Uh, you know, some injuries that that key injuries, um, you know, Chris Jones, that he's going to be a factor if he's completely healthy. We'll see, though. Uh, but I'm going to wait till next week uh, with all the hoopla. All the hoopla. Mike Pritchard, everybody, at M.I. Pritchard on Twitter. Thank you, Mike, as always. Thank you, guys. Yeah, take care, guys. We'll come back. Steve Fezzik will join us for three segments of Super Bowl talk and all things sports betting beyond. It's a numbers game with Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast. To start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. With Omaha Steaks, you'll fall in love at first bite with their tender steaks, juicy burgers, air chilled chicken, and more. You're going to love every bite. It's Omaha Steaks guarantee. And for a limited time, when you go to omahasteaks.com slash VSIN, you'll get four free air chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free rich, juicy boneless pork chops with your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, live from Bar Canada here at the D in downtown Las Vegas. It is my pleasure to, uh, Welcome back on the show. He hasn't been on in a long time. Yeah. He's always on with Patrick in a mall and uh, Dustin on Sharp Money. Uh, lucky them. We are uh, fortunate to have him now because he's doing a double header with us after the show. Uh, we're doing our 13th annual. Good God. We were kids when this started. 13th annual Vegas Lifestyle Podcast, uh, A Man's Guide to Sin City. And he just learned uh, that uh, Todd Wishnev was not going to be on, and he's very distraught. It's Steve Fezzik, everybody. Hilton's only back-to-back contest winner. How you doing, man? I'm disappointed. So Todd Wishnev is on every Megapod, except yeah. for the one that Steve Fezzik is on. You draw your own conclusions, folks, but yeah. um, o- Oakham's razor, right? All things being equal, the most logical conclusion is Todd does not want to talk to me today. <laughs> the, the true conclusion is he and Will both thought they had nothing to offer to it. And, and, and we know in Todd's case, he actually does have something to offer. It's just the kind of Vegas lifestyle podcast we used to do 10 years ago kind of stuff. My favorite Will story is in town with it, with his wife and his lovely family. Yes. So I bring him into the Cromwell, into the VIP room. So we're emptying out like all the goodies and the snacks and the Cokes and the and the adults are having the adult beverages and like for Five minutes later, in comes the casino manager. It's like it, it's it, it's obviously twenty one and over only. Yeah. But his but Will's family is so adorable. Like, take a few minutes, take everything. Just I need you today. Take it. Go ahead. Right. Will has I think fourteen children. I, I think I think you're close. Yeah. Has he has he even had time to? Come in town for his cabana? Didn't he win a cabana? He did win a cabana. I, well, that's good. But we should like, get I a think cabana that's still update. pending. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's uh, still. But now all this stuff, all the Vegas stuff, where you're gonna teach people like the the Vegas hacks, if you will. That's for the lifestyle pod. We're not gonna do that here, of course. Even though people are fascinated to hear all your stuff about that, that's gonna be in the podcast. Once again, the man who leaves every day to drive to the strip to work out at Caesar's Palace. That's the right. guy who you got to tell. The guy. Yep. It's the guy. Listen, every day I get free drinks now because of because of Steve. I had no idea this awesome. was possible. We're every gonna, day, free drinks. We're going to turn Gil from what is a teetotaler into an alcoholic within like eighteen months. <laughs> I just get I just get apple juice and Gatorade. That's the difference. I don't That's really the take story. Yeah, but yeah, you get the good stuff. You get like Martinelli's over there or something like that. No, but another thing is Steve. Like I was getting these small Fiji's. Steve's like. <sighs> You can get these little massive Fijis over there. I'm like, oh, he's, he knows everything. Every little thing this man knows. It's incredible. That's a thing at every casino, by the way, right? Like, they, they give out the little ones to everybody, but so, someone's always got a fridge stock uh, stocked full of the oh, big it's water. Incredible. It's incredible. I'm like, I feel like I'm, I have Kim Kardashian's refrigerators. Nothing but Fiji waters in there. Uh, okay. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's talk about this for a second. Um, one, before we get to Super Bowl 58, 
what has been like the most famous Fezzik thing in the last year besides you killing people on Twitter, which again, we have to talk about. You're a nice guy in real life. I don't know what happens to you. What is your problem on Twitter? That's a that's a whole thing. It's me. It's, 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 not, me. it's not you. It's me. <laughs> it's clearly you. Um, but it's when you bet the money line on Purdue in the 16 to one game in the NCAA tournament. Famously you lost the infamously lost the $80,000. Yes. And betting Purdue laying like around minus 5,000. And, you know, I regret that bet, not because I, I made it, but because there was actually better pricing available. So I should have actually lost more money. <laughs> My the, um, advantage player, Elihu Feistel, got, Feistel yeah. got word that I, as smartest guy I know, and, uh, well, Matt D- D- Davido might be the smartest guy, but um, one I'm, or the other. I'm going to go Feistel Davidow is a, is a pretty dead heat. Either way, they're getting yeah. a buy. They're getting a buy in the playoffs <laughs> into buys. the next round. That's right. But um, the, I, I alerted um, Elihu. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I got minus twenty eight hundred. So like it. So he, he 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 got spanked on that game as well. And I regret the fact that if you did the handicap, the Purdue had bad guards and the like. And probably that was a game to if you're going to avoid donking off a big part of your uh, March Madness bankroll. That was probably the one. But no, I lost big uh, Purdue losing to, of course. What was it? it was fairly Dickinson. Was it was that who they were playing? It, it was one of those schools that like, exactly. has no name. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, so you got a lot of incoming on Twitter for this. And you just. In, so this is you are determined now to what you said to me. You're going to win this back unit by unit. You just bet the money line on Purdue last night. I did. So uh, there was a rogue line. So Northwestern's playing Purdue and Northwestern upset Purdue at home in Evanston. So it's a great spot for Purdue. Northwestern's also been styling. They just beat Illinois. They're going to get blasted this game. So I'm like, I like Purdue laying 13 and I could lay a 12 and a half. I'm like, what's this? There's a money line below. <laughs> what's this? What's this? There's a money line below minus 700. And I text Todd, Todd. Are you up? Are you alive? He's like, yes, Steve. He's yeah. like, I think we got to move. I think we got to move on this uh, on this money line here. So we went ahead and uh, and and laid like just under my seven hundred on the game. But it, but like the math is that even if I didn't like Purdue in the game, right? I just looked it up. So thirteen point favorites historically, every single one of them win about ninety percent of the time. So they do lose ten percent of the time. It's not a lock; it could lose. But so if I lay minus ninety percent is not a hundred percent. If I lay minus nine hundred, I will indeed break even, making a bet like that. And I was laying less than my 700 and I liked the game on top of it. So if I have any acumen of handicapping expertise. It's really unnecessary because just it's a pure math play. It's good regardless. Which you are admitting with the Fairley Dickinson one, you did not have the acumen. You were saying I, I completely dropped the ball on my handicap, and that's on me. And I think I, you know, part of this is, you know, it's like number one seeds are typically twenty-two or higher point favorites. Yeah, not always, but they're like one fifty-six and two. So you do the math, and you're like, okay, I win one hundred fifty-six units, and if I lose two of them times fifty. That's one minus 100 units, and you net 56 units. So one unit at a time, as long as I live to be 80, <laughs> I fully expect That's right. to get all this and back. And if you and I can get to the gym more often, uh, here we I go. think we're going to be – I'm a favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're a favorite if we go to the gym. So wait, before we – okay. But I just have to – because it occurs to me that there's going to be a portion of the audience that here's what you're saying. There's going to be a portion that says, oh, look, he knows the math. The math makes sense. That's why Steve Robotic Fezzik, if you will, will make that kind of play because he's all – math oriented he's going to make it there is going to be a portion of this audience listening to this though and you know this exists that is out there and they're saying i don't care about his mathity math on that there is no chance in hell i average better is ever going to lay that number ever because of the implosion part of it to them you would say are you okay with that attitude? Yeah, of course. It's okay. You know, everybody makes their own decisions on what they wager on. If you're not comfortable making bets like this, you know, we're talking about Super Bowl now and Super Bowl props. You know, there's only been one overtime in 57 games. I've literally, and I've led the charge on this thing where it used to be you could bet no overtime. You could you could risk 600 to win 100. One time at Harris, we, we laid 500 to win 100. And people are like, how? You got to be a madman. Why are you laying minus 500? I'm like, because it should be like minus, two, 20, minus 2,200. Right. You know, it's, and now it's been unlucky that there's only been one overtime there really should have been three but it was still a good bet one thing that's my pet peeve is people like 
massively criticized me. We should it's okay. It would have been okay if he would have parlayed it with a bunch of stuff, you know? Oh, and, and, you love parlay, Steve. Everybody knows that. Well, the, the, just the math is that people <laughs> think by the, 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 like, like it, it's almost <laughs> like my cousin Vinny, where, where Joe Pesci comes out. Maybe the laws of physics don't apply <laughs> in, 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 in the Southeast U.S. because like maybe the, the magic jumping grits get prepared in five minutes <laughs> instead of 15. But you know what? The second you put a minus 900 into a parlay, you are indeed laying minus 900. I assure you, you didn't magically stop laying minus 900. And people say, yeah, but my ticket pays even money on my four-team Moneyline parlay. So I'm not laying minus 900. And I'm just like, okay. Are you betting the no overtime this year? It depends what price I get. So I'm disappointed on the initial price. It's minus, I think I saw like minus 1,200. And so oh, wow. I need I need like a minus 800, you know, to, to go ahead because there's other good bets to make. Obviously, <laughs> you're like, oh, so minus 1200 is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not going to make a stupid bet like that. Yeah. But, but my and oftentimes, remember, the public loves to bet a little to make a lot. They love the plus money. Oh, yeah. And the pros are typically betting the minuses, but yeah. most famously three consecutive scores. Pros love. Yes. For three consecutive scores. And, and the public. We, we talked about yeah. this first thing yesterday. Yeah. So th- think about the Niners playoffs like the Niners it was such a close game against Detroit all right um the Niners scored five straight times in that game yeah um and there was a three-point outcome it happens all the time the Tennessee Titans um the Rams Super Bowl like oh what a close low scoring game both teams scored three straight times this this was the first thing I mentioned on the show yesterday someone quipped it was random I told him it was not random that this is this is in fact the the prop in case you missed yesterday that flummox is the average better the most either team to score three unanswered unanswered times you figure it's the best team in the AFC it's the best team in the NFC and the no is plus money well of course that's a bet three in a row against these great opponents it happens all the time all the time time. if it's four unanswered it flips that is true but no you know in that case it is it is uh what you think it should be but this is accurately priced this is accurate, but the yes should be juiced to minus 165. Or and all things being equal, obviously don't play in a 40-cent straddle. Find a, find some place that, yes. that, 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 that doesn't rob you with a ski mask on your straddle. But bet, yeah, yeah, yes, if it got to your head. Yes. I just want you to be okay with the person who is not willing to, to of, lay of minus course, 800. Of course. Of course. Okay. Uh, we'll get into why this Super Bowl threatens to be one that uh, sharp bettors, pro, pro bettors hate this kind of circumstance and why the second half of this particular matchup is bothersome as well with Steve Fezzik on a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Put the VEASAN experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a VEASAN Pro subscription. Sign up on a VEASAN Pro annual subscription and get your first year for only $199. All you got to do is use promo code ANG. Get access to everything on our brand new VEASAN.com website. I'll list what we got there. Daily best bets with the leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. Betting systems, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access. Plus our upcoming Super Bowl betting guide with best bets and favorite prop bets. Remember, though, to use promo code ANG. Okay, folks, the pro- fine program you're watching or listening to right now, that's promo code ANG. ANG. Works better when your mic was on. Can you, spe- can you spell that? <laughs> Get your first year of Visa Pro Access for only $199 with promo code ANG. <laughs> Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Uh, it's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. That is the voice of the only back-to-back Hilton Super Contest winner, Steve Fezzik. Um, when you won those, and I, I juxtapose this against this year where you had part of the millions uh, cash, you, you cashed in there, uh, and you, of course, were part of the uh, Survivor entry, that one with Greg Jones. Your frame of mind now versus your frame of mind then. Back then, were you like, oh, my God, this is really happening? Because you're like the opposite of that now. Now this is so ho-hum to you. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's stressful. And part of it is that, I mean, this town... And with all we do, people think that it's just fun. Oh, it's a fun time. And, and I, I was joking. A lot of people are like, oh, the season has just flown by this year. <laughs> and like everybody I know is like, like, like we're, we're like on our walkers trying so to go. Well, yeah, we could barely like, like we've had the flu twice and we've been up all night and we're working 18 hours. Like, good 
God, when is this interminable you know, season going to yeah. finally end, right? Staggering to the finish line with our with our walkers, for sure. All right, so a couple things. And I've teased this a couple times today. So let's take this game as a whole. Super Bowl 58 between the Chiefs and the Niners. It's one and a half consensus in favor of the Niners. It's a two at DraftKings. Um, as it was... I don't know if threatening is the right word, but maybe a threatening is, where it got to one and it looked like it might get to a pick 'em. And you'll tell me if this applies to a one and a half also. Why is it that pro bettors do not like this kind of thing? We hate pick'ems so much because it's so easy. Sharp fifth grader can price a third of the props. Who's going to get more yards? Who's going to get more first downs? Who's going to win the third quarter, the fourth quarter, the second quarter? By the way, both teams defer when they win the coin toss. So um, it's 50-50. Who's going to start with the ball? So that was not the case with some other games where there are advantages. Famously, we talked about Green Bay, San Francisco. Francisco. And we bet Green Bay plus three in the first quarter. How good is that? And they get the ball first. Didn't really matter as it turned out. What it it covered anyway. But obviously, you know, it's a big edge. So, you know, when when all of a sudden, who's going to have more punts? You know, this trickles down. Who's going to have more yards? Who's going to have more first downs? It's who's all gonna derivative. Have more? All derivative. Oh, I think I'll make San Francisco a minus 115 favorite on everything. Right, yeah. and, and you're good. You're covered. You know, interesting dynamic on this is that. I, this is the second time in a row I got the line move wrong. So I thought for sure when Baltimore was like a three and a quarter favorite, when you know the open was three to three and a half, I'm like, there is no way. Yeah. No way my Patrick Mahomes is gonna stay as a three and a half point favorite. And I was I was correct. I except I <laughs> went the other way. Got it wrong. That's right. I bet big on three and a half. And what's this? There's Jeff Benson. Uh we have plus five. Where are you, Steve Fezzik? Do you don't you want to get your Purdue money back? Come bet plus five. Um so it went the other way. So here I'm like, okay, the people are saying the look-ahead line last week was three. They're correct. That was the opener. But the pros took Kansas City plus three. It was the closing look-ahead number was plus two and a half. Yes, it was. So what's happened since then? Well, Kansas City looked really good. And the Niners looked really bad versus expectations. So clearly, there is no way we can have a, a minus two and a half line on the Niners anymore or anything close to it. Yet we do because the line's two in a whole lot bunch of places and the dynamic. You're right. So it started out like two, two and a half. It came crashing down to one. And what's this? A tsunami of early 49er money. Finally, I don't think I'm allowed to say this, but right angle sports likes the favorite. They like San Francisco and that pushed it up to two. So now I'm thinking to myself, well, here we go again. I like Patrick Mahomes. I've got God at quarterback. And somehow I'm on with all this history of success and somehow I'm on an, an island versus the big money. So you are on the Chiefs then. You like this against the big money. OK. Yes. The other thing about this matchup, partic- uh, specifically between the uh, the Chiefs and the Niners, is that there is a go to bet that you like to make that kind of gets snuffed out here. Explain that. Yeah. So I love slow starting Super Bowls. And we saw this with the New England Patriots famously. No one would ever score in their first quarter. So greatest you know, dynasty of all time can't score in the first quarter and their opponents can't score. But it's true of all Super Bowls. So in general, if you did nothing but, OK, I'm just going to go to you know, vacation for two weeks and the plane lands an hour. The Super Bowl's going to start an hour. I'm going to bet no overtime and I'm going to bet the second half to outscore the first half. Or I might bet the first half under, or I might bet the first quarter under. There'll be no scoring in the first six minutes. Game starts slow, then it picks up. Second half, famously, much higher scoring. So I'm ready to go. I got my I got my bankroll ready to, to, to because I know people are going to bet this. So I'll bet it before they do. What's this? Oh, Kansas City. What have they done all year long? <laughs> Score a, their games have you know, a, a pretty much meet expectations in the first half. And then it's like that character Kang in the original Star Trek. He's a Klingon. Sure. Where he yells, cease hostilities. <laughs> <laughs> and no more scoring occurs. And Mahomes famously has like a six minute, 48 yard drive to run out the clock, but no points. And so the, the Kansas City Chiefs are a dead nut second half under like 16 out of eight, 18 games and fourth yeah. quarter under. So historically, I'm supposed to bet sec- on second half overs in Super Bowls, and I'm supposed to bet on Kansas City games this year under in the second half to offset, and I'm screwed, and I don't know what to bet. The Kansas City thing in the second half is is more than one way too, right? Like, so they they have a propensity for really long drives. That's one thing. And then even this last, so this last week against Baltimore, though, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Mahomes even kind of hinted at this, that he kind of, when they took a lead, 
basically shut it down in a way where it's like, I'm not taking any more risks. We're just going to, you know, if, if, if there's something that's 50-50, I'm just going to throw it away kind of thing, which is so unlike the Mahomes that we have in our brain. But th- that he has, he has realized astutely that there are limitations with his offense and that that's still the best win probability thing for him to do. And so that plays into that as well. And in Spags, we trust. So in the, Spags, we trust. The, the yeah. DC makes phenomenal adjustments at halftime such that uh, even if you score in the first half, against him that Kansas City defense um, which you could say is certainly a top 10 defense but it is a elite defense in the second half yeah for sure so you is there anything besides this? so you like the Chiefs on the game have you bet it already you've bet the Chiefs already points or money line by the way Steve so, so does Steve Fezzik take plus question. two and a half or great does he question. take money line okay so I want I want to address this because this is my pet peeve where people are like oh that's a two point dog you gotta it, 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 you, you gotta go ahead and take the money line alright and, and, and it's like this is a geek answer because it, it's just like and the, um, my, my buddies over at Unabated, like Captain Jack and the like. And I, I say my buddies because some of them don't like me. But imagine that. Um, you people don't like. Wow. I I'm can't stuck. imagine. But they do. A, but they do a great job and they basically can say, all right, historically, do I want to play plus two? And let's say you can get a minus 105 or do I want to play plus 122? And it's real close, but they'll spit out like what the better number has been historically. And I just I'm, I'm the same with baseball, with, like the plus one and a half versus yeah. take, taking the money. I just look at the chart and whatever the chart says is the better play I play. Now, some people will say, well, Super Bowls historically have been a little more variant. So maybe you go money line because maybe the historical numbers are a little bit off. I'm, I'm fine with that um, to, to, to go ahead and, and say. And also, if it's a really close game, doesn't it feel like it's Kansas City that's more likely to win. I yeah. guess, yeah, maybe. But you are, but just to clarify, you are taking the points. You're you're taking the points. Yeah, there? plus the, plus two. And 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 one thing yeah. I'll say is, you know, you know, video killed the radio star. I think betting exchanges are going to kill. Oh yeah, sports on island games, not on everything else. I mean, you're not going to be able to. There's not enough liquidity to bet college basketball totals or props or anything else. But you, I, I'll go as far as you shouldn't even be laying minus 105. Like profit exchange in New Jersey, bro. Like if you're in New Jersey, yes. you get your. To, uh, to profit, you put your money in, and and literally you're going to get plus two or minus two, minus one hundred one. So do you want to you want to bet? Uh, do you want to pay a dollar for a hamburger, or do you want to pay ten dollars for the hamburger laying minus one ten? I will say this: if you go to Victory Burger, I think it's okay to pay seventeen dollars. <laughs> it was really good yesterday. Uh, that's the podcast part, Steve. Sorry, hold it. Uh, the oh. that thing about profit, <laughs> that profit exchange sports trade, it's so so true. If if that existed in Nevada, what percentage of your betting? takes place on that do you think the that's a great question on because it depends on what i'm talking about in, co- right. in college basketball totals very very little because there's no liquidity right on nfl playoffs 95 percent because because yeah. literally i'm playing at minus one one and i can put an offer up and then i don't pay any commission on top of it by the way you do pay a one percent commission which is not to go into the math it's an extra two cents so if you're laying if you accept an offer minus 101 on an exchange you're essentially laying minus 103 just take my word for it we will take That's your good word That's good to know. That is, I, I think people that use those out there should know that for sure. Real quick, how do you like the new BetMGM Nevada app? And how do you like the newish Caesars thing? Are you seeing a, a trend to the positive here in Nevada? I'm, you know, maybe I'm just compromised a little bit in my my computer skills. I'm still trying to figure it out and navigate. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you on the Caesars part of it. The Caesars thing's a little different, so it takes a minute. I got prompted with a new app download last night. It tells me when I make a bet, though, they're like, here's your, hold on a second, Emperor. I'm like, <laughs> right, thank you very much. It's thank looking pretty much. good. Steve Fezzik uh, joins us, continues to join us on the other side. We'll pick his brain some more on Super Bowl 58 and beyond. It's a numbers game at Feast in the Sports Betting Network. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening what's up everybody this is Stephen A. Smith when I'm not at my day job first tape you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith show podcast tune in every Monday Wednesday and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports pop culture business and politics You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Start your morning with a daily dose of winning strategies, insider tips, and the latest buzz with the free, I do mean free, VSEN daily newsletter. Uh, in today's newsletter, great breakdown of the sort of electoral college of Super Bowl 58 betting, state by state from Bill 80. Get expert analysis and the latest odds delivered straight to your inbox absolutely free. Visit VSEN.com slash newsletter to subscribe. Let me uh, tell you what I was just talking about. Uh, so in the newsletter, biggest Chiefs backing state by handle. Kansas, no surprise there. Uh, biggest 49ers backing state by handle. What would you guess? Northern Nevada. New Jersey. <laughs> 72% back in the Niners of the handle. Biggest over, Louisiana, biggest under, New Jersey. Anyway, it's all in there. I will mm-hmm. give it all away. Yeah, these are all the draft. Oh, there you go. You do. All We're the DraftKings eligible states, so Steve yeah. might actually be right. <laughs> yeah, big, biggest Chiefs money line at DraftKings in all their states is West Virginia, and the biggest Niners money line back to New Jersey at 72%. So anyway, state-by-state breakdown. When you have two weeks to break down one football game, you get into stuff like this. Yeah. Remember when we were accumulating states, how we would do it on primetime action all the time? We, uh, every week in the NFL, we'd be like, what's the most popular bet in Tennessee? It was always the Titans, At that point, right? there was like five states right. that we so were adding one like every month. Yeah. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, because I wasn't good with history. Steve, Steve Fezzik, everybody, by the way. Hi, guys. I believe because the bet, an election's coming up next year, and I don't, I'm not going to get into politics at all. Yes, what is it? Unconfirmed spe- <laughs> special investigative reporting. <laughs> That's right. A- A&G has shown this. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't care about All I want to do is make money betting on it. I don't, I don't <laughs> have a dog in the fight. me, too. And I, I go back to the um, it not being legal to bet on the election here, but it is in England. Weren't I believe like weren't we persecuted and like we fled England for to have like That's more like cor- personal rights and the like so we could do what we wanted that didn't hurt anyone? According to the history books, yes, that it is. Seems what we've had a juxtaposition of the country's positions on these things. Oh, man, that's great, right? <laughs> that's very true. Sounds mildly political, but yeah, no, I get, yeah, not not the kind of politics we want to avoid. I, right. I understand. Um, by the way, but fl- it, the handle would be amazing. If oh, they allowed it. I mean, that was Jimmy Vaccaro's thing for all yes. these years, right? Like, if you ever want people to be more and engaged and involved in in politics and in, in a presidential election, get them to be able to bet on it. If you can grab Trump plus 37 and a half electoral votes, you, you got to do it, right? It's going to be fascinating, for sure. And we always, on, on a numbers game, we always talk about it from an apolitical perspective, and we have had a boon doing it through the years. Uh, Jason Weingarten has chimed in, uh, Mac Verstanding, uh, Pamela Maldonado, everybody gets in on the election stuff here on the show. Um, 
Okay. First of all, do you want to tell everybody what your wife says about me, which really bothers me? So, you know, go ahead. Tell them. I really bothers you. Well, I'm, I'm oh. sorry. My, so my wife really likes Gilly. So we're actually so. so yeah. I, may, may I disclose? Are, are you're, you're single right now? I am not single. No, I'm not single. Oh, you're not single. It's another, it's another story. Oh, oh that's so much better. That, oh, that, that, that's <laughs> fantastic. So I, I found information. My wife has a friend who's rather cute, and so she was thinking about like, hey, do you got any, do any good cool single friends? I'm like, of course not. I'm, my, my friends are math geeks, and they're like, and they're like sports better. And like, well, how about that that Gilly guy? I've seen him. He he looks good. And so she liked him. But then what happened? He was top no. of the list. So, so, no. so she's watching. No, she's get she, to the good part. Here she's, comes. she's watching Gilly. There comes the and good he's part. like, what's this? He never used to do that over at the South Point. He's yeah. got a button up. Is he like Kerry Casanova? That's not so, cool. So at the South Point, right? No one ever said a word. But here, here at the at the bark at Barcana at the D, the way that our, our table is and where the computer's cut off, yeah. some shirts, right? Some shirts, the button goes goes up where you're like, oh, okay, he's wearing a normal shirt. Like this white one kind of works. It kind of gets a little flayed, but usually it's it's normal. I have some, I have like another shirt that the where the button is. We're right is, back to Seinfeld again. It's, it's all about the second button. It's the second button. And so where this computer laptop cuts you off, it looks like I've got a plunge down to my belly button. <laughs> Yep, you and Femi. And so Femi on the weekend. He's more wide open, and it looks like he's just rocking. Thank like he you, doesn't Femi. have anything buttoned. Thank yeah. you for backing me up, Femi, on this. Is Femi single? You can need to ask Femi. All right. So they. So we'll talk. Yeah. So imagine. I don't think so. I don't think. <laughs> not sure though. Imagine though that was like her when she thought that right. She, she's like, oh, that's the difference between someone being. Let's say I were right. Let's say I was single. The, the someone being single versus someone not like being eligible was a button. That's. <laughs> That's what I read into that. Uh, about Super Bowl uh, 58 here, if we may transition inartfully. What, so, okay, what, ha- what are you looking to bet? What have you bet or that you're willing to share? Sure. So, you know, I found a prop. I love this prop so much. It's, it's, it opened the season. I apologize because obviously it moved. But they have a prop scoring drive. What is the shortest in terms of time, not yardage, time? What is the shortest drive that will result in points? And the over-under was 55 and a half seconds, all right? Special teams, touchdowns don't count. Interception touchdowns don't count. Kick returns don't count. What would you say, uh, what, what would you price that? Clearly, the over should be favored. Over 55 and a half seconds. What do you think the pricing should be? Oh, my God. Massive. Massive. Massively high. Guess what it opened? What? Pick. Wow. Wait, what? Wow. I didn't. Shortest drive, what? 55 and a half seconds. Was That's a pick them? Yes. Now it's minus 230. To the over, oh I still like. God. I still, I still like it. So, so I saw this prop yesterday. I thought it, I, it jumped out to me a little bit, Steve, because I saw it, and I don't remember where. It might have been DraftKings, might have been somewhere else. And they were the way they had worded the prop was, uh, which will go longer, the national anthem or the shortest scoring drive. And I thought that was an interesting comparison. Ooh. But that you but know, Reba, Reba's quick. We already determined but yesterday. We're still talking about thirty more seconds yeah. than what he what he just mentioned yeah. at least. Uh, Twenty eight. <laughs> 27. Yeah, Reeb is quick. But yes, number is your, your, point, sure, yeah. your point is, is well taken. That's crazy. So where was that widely Caesar. available? Caesars. Caesars of house. Yes. See, this so. is the thing. If it's out there and, it, and it's exploitable, you will find it. Yeah. And then we had the spirited discussion about, well, wait, surely a drive isn't like a kickoff return or an interception return touchdown. I'm like, but, but it's not clarified. And I was like, how can, oh gosh. So then, uh, but, but I know people that know that, that know people. So they, they, they went back and they confirmed that those will, will not indeed count. So that, that's part of the reason. And like, like one of the plus V and with why I was critical on Twitter. So one of the plus EV analytics guys says, well, you simply can't bet something like that when it's like shrouded in mystery and directionally, he's largely right. But here's a case where, well, you just got to have guys, you got to have guys who can confirm what the rules are yes see what what happens to you on twitter let's let's can we just talk about that for one second what what so matt buckhalter you're referring to plus ev analytics is that who we're talking um one it might have been somebody else i can't be 100 percent sure what do you think happens to you when you you see something on twitter and you just cannot bring yourself not to go after it what what happens inside of you so i blame phil helmuth (laughs) i'm not gonna blame myself so (laughs) phil helmuth's fault what a guy to blame yeah so Helmuth had this shtick, and I loved it, and people hated him 
for it, but, 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 but like, it's like, he, he's like, this is, this is donkey stuff. This is supposed to be the world's greatest players playing in the world series of poker. <laughs> and, and here, here comes this guy. And he's just like, I'm just going all in with King queen. You know, what do you think I'm going to call you with a hand? Probably better than King queen and just dunks off his stack. And I got ace king. And of course a queen flops. So these idiots, <laughs> this guy isn't even, he just doubled through me. He's not even going to be around to the end of day two. And he gets all these chips. It's just so unfair. Now, Steve, are you are you talking about just classic Helmuth in genu- general or more the World Series when it really exploded where he would always go off on the like internet geeks and everything sitting there? Oh, that I, was really the, what I would notice. Oh, that, he yeah. does it all the time, but I, I, I've seen him in person. I played in a blackjack tournament with him. <laughs> Believe me, I don't think he's acting necessarily, but so I but I, but I, I kind of like I think it's entertaining and like I took it too far, so I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a friendly, happier, nicer person. On okay, the but you're not you you're not going to be able to keep that promise, are you? Of course like, not. Of course. That's what I'm saying. Like, come on. Stop it. Come on, Kobali. You're in a tiebreaker as a north of a $2 dog. Get it done here against a guy on one You know what? But the intentions are good. You know, they might not last forever, <laughs> but at least the intentions right away are good. Okay? From Steve. Yeah, for like 10 seconds. And as soon as I turn the corner, he's doing it again. What was the other thing we were talking about? Oh, we were talking about like you had this philosophy of because when I used to do baseball, you used to aggregate baseball picks, and now I used to say, "Hey, Steve, you can't do that." Like I did the work to have these baseball picks. You can't just take mine without consent. And you're like, "Oh no, no, it's fine. It's out there now. <laughs> it's okay." I'm like, "That's no, it's not." It's all and, good. And, you, and then for a moment, he did the same thing. He's like, "Oh, you think that's wrong? Oh, you're right. Okay, I want to." Second, I turn the corner. He's doing it again. What are you doing? What are you, like a child? You can't be held. I have a fiduciary responsibility to my clients that purchase my picks that I have to try to give them the very best information I can. Wow. And so for me not to to use it, utilize that public information to help them win would be selfish of me. Did you give him Flavio Koboli over Gael Monfica? Come on, Koboli, get this done. Get a set under your belt here. I, I, I love the tennis over-unders because I have no idea how to price an over-under because, like, it, it, makes, oh, yeah. it, it, it makes sense that, like, a pick-em game is, it match is going to have more points, obviously. Game's one. But then it's like, do some players do better down 0-1? That's the, and some players let up there, more. There's up also, yeah, there's also, like, a tankage of a set yes. kind of thing to just play the next one. And there's also like funky math. Who's serving first, right? Six, three on a break versus six, four on a break. It's a whole thing. Do you it's always a, sprinkle alts in there too? Cause I always think about that too, Steve. Like if you're betting games, like total games, right? It could go way, lo- way over or way under. Has, is there any advantage to, do, to serve the first set? The first game of a set at all? When you're doing totals? But no, no, when you're just sides. I wouldn't think there would be. No, not exactly. No, no, not <laughs> Secret exactly. Secret sauce. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Listen, you're going to stay with us for the podcast. Yeah. We're about to do the 13th annual Vegas Lifestyle Pod. Uh, restaurants, Vegas hacks, um, sports books. We're doing it all. That'll be out later today. Thank you, Steve. We could have done six segments. Thank with you. you for having me. The great Steve Fezzik, everybody. Best bets is next. Enjoy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.